turn to the person next to you and say, thank you for coming this evening. And uh, I know that Dallas, and Dallas is having an uh, ice uh, storm, right? And um, in the River of Life Fellowship, is going to have a Holy Spirit to storm. Are you ready for that? Are you excited? And I'm excited. Amen. Thank God. Jesus didn't say where under that 200 gather, there I am. Jesus said where two or three. Amen. Where two or three. That's it. And the presence of God comes and moves in a mighty way. And tonight I want you to know that you, you we're going to have the, the visitation of the power of God. Amen. We're going to experience something supernatural. Are you ready for that? Yeah. Come on, shout a big hallelujah. Yeah. Oh, that's 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 river of life. <laughs> Glory to God. And uh, as you all know, my name is um, Pastor John Paul, and I come from India. And I bring greetings to you from the nation of India. Amen. And um, and I'm excited to be here. And uh, I'm so blessed to meet this man of God, Pastor Scott Boyd. I heard of him through Evangelist Anthony. And, uh, it's like a dream coming to pass to be here in you, uh, in, that, in the, in the rural, uh, River of Life Church, uh, to see all of you. Amen. God is good. Amen. Somebody say all the time. All the time. God is good. All the time. God is good. Are you happy this evening? Yeah, there was a, uh, a, 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 a little girl, first time she went to a wedding service and uh, she was looking at the bride and bridegroom <laughs> and uh, the little girl had a doubt and turned to mama and asked, mama, why is that the bride dressed in white? And mama gave an answer to this little one, um, sweetheart, you know, today is uh, a joyful day for her. A white color represents uh, the joy and the peace. She is so joyful. She has a lot of peace to die because she's, she's entering into the new uh, blessing in her life. And then the little one looked at the bridegroom. And um, he was dressed in complete black. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> he got the message. Well, we are not joyful because we were black or white dressed. We are joyful because the presence of God is here. Amen. The Bible says there is joy. There is a joy in his presence. Amen. You can spend, I mean, hundreds and thousands of dollars and going and doing to fulfill your pleasures. But that cannot bring joy into your life. Right. The joy comes from the presence of God. Amen. Yeah. And the money cannot buy. And that's why we are here. You have that joy. Somebody say amen. Amen. In the beginning days of uh, Dr. Billy Graham, he went to a little town to preach a sermon. And uh, before the service, you know, during the day, he wanted to 
postal mail a letter and he was searching for the post office. He could not find it. He was just new to that town and he saw a little boy walking to the street. He said, uh, Mr. Can you just help me the address of the po uh, post office? And uh, yeah, the, the, the boy was uh, very sharp and he gave the address. And, and then before a boy could leave that place, Billy Graham turned to this boy and said, um, um, Little boy, you know, do you want to know the way to heaven? Come this evening to Baptist church. I'm going to preach uh, how you can make it to the heaven. The boy turned to Billy Graham and said, Sir, you do not know the way to the post office. How can you show me the way to heaven? <laughs> Amen. Glory to God. Before I go to word, I want to give you one more illustration. It's about lengthy preacher. preacher is known for his lengthy sermons. And uh, when he was preaching in the middle of the sermon, he saw one uh, guy getting up and walking out. And he just came back just before the closing of the sermon. Uh, and the uh, pastor was just looked at him after the service and he asked, uh, uh, Brother, I just want to know, where did you go? He said, I went for a haircut. You could have finished that before coming to church. Well, you know, Pastor, before when you started the show, my hair was not gone. <laughs> well, I'm not going to be a lengthy preacher today. <laughs> we're going to be, we're going to see the anointing of the power of God, anointing of the Holy Spirit of God. Hallelujah. And I have a, a very strong word from the Lord. Amen. Many of you praying, Lord, use me. Many of you praying, Lord, fill me. Many of you are crying out in His presence. Lord, I want the Spirit of God. I want the anointing. I'm going to take you through a teaching and a preaching of a very clear understanding of the measure of the anointing. Amen? And I want you to, if you have a pen, if you have a note, sometimes it is better. Now, I'm not a good teacher. I'm not a great teacher. But the Holy Spirit is going to give His revelation. I tell you, my friends, before I go to the Word, I come from a small village. And I want you to know that I've never been to English medium school in all my life. I studied only 10th grade. Failed successfully four times by the grace of God in local language. And I give glory to, glory to God for that. And if you find me speaking some, uh, you know, uh, uh, I'm missing some grammar or some words that you cannot understand, you better say, praise the Lord, hallelujah. Well, I'm not learned like you. But... It is only, it is only by the grace of God I give glory to Jesus. And I'm able to, I'm able to speak to you in English. You know how it happened? It took nearly five years. And I used to go to the presence of God every day. And kneel down and open my mother tongue Bible and open the English Bible. I said, Holy Spirit, teach me. I want to learn English. 
I didn't go to a a spoken English classes. I didn't go to any teacher. I went to the teacher. My teacher is the Holy Spirit. Amen. And I began to read the Telugu Bible. That's my mother tongue. And English Bible, word to word, word to word. I see one word in my, my English and then go to my mother tongue and see what it is. And today, I tell you, I'm not boasting, but some people are amazed. God is able. He's able to do more than that you can ask or think at this moment. That's how the Spirit of God filled me with His Word just by reading. I still do not know what is grammar. My friends, when I was a month boy, I was very sick. My father moved from state of Andhra Pradesh to state of Karnataka newly because my mom and dad both had a, a dream. And the Lord spoke to them to leave their own people, leave their land and go to the other state to preach the gospel. Because they were praying and asking the Lord, God, take us to the place where there is no churches, where there is no gospel, where there is no light. We want to go there and preach the gospel and bring the light of Jesus into the darkest places. My friend, my friend, when he came to this place, the state of Karnataka, he stayed in a cattle shed. And he began to preach the gospel. He had just an old bicycle. And he began to go village by village. And he started preaching the gospel. And the lives are being changed. Souls are touched. And, 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 and people coming to Christ. He was so excited. Every Monday morning he used to leave home. And come back to home on Saturday evening. And that's how he has built. 40 village churches. For the glory of God. And I. I, I was a black sheep. I was the prodigal son in the house. I just want to give you three areas of my life that how God had a plan but how devil wanted to destroy me. When I was a month boy, I had this sickness in my body and I became so sick. Just the skin and bones. One night, my dad and mom, they were crying because they knew that I'm going to die. My eyeballs went up. My ribcage shoot it up just you know there was no moment in the body they couldn't feel that I'm able I'm breathing my mom trying to take pinch me and shake me and try to see that, that I'm alive but every sign had given them that I'm no more I'm dead and they knelt down next to my body and they prayed to God God thank you for giving this child and thank you for taking in. But what brought their hearts was that there was nobody except my father and mother to take me and bury me to conduct a funeral service. There was no friends, no relatives, nobody. They could not just imagine 
that that none of our family members, our friends, were with us at that time. My, my dear brother and sister, in that painful situation, in that brokenness, my dad and mom began to cry out to God. And as they were crying out to God, my mother heard a voice saying, My daughter, my daughter, open your eyes and see. I have healed your child. Somebody say, praise the Lord. She do not want to. She would not open her eyes because she knows that I'm already dead. She heard that voice again. And then she, then she heard the voice again. I tell you, my friends, when she opened her eyes and saw me, I was totally healed. Like a healthy boy, I was, I was playing. That was the first miracle that Lord Almighty, who had chosen me before even I was formed in my mother's womb, who had a plan and a purpose for my existence. And as I began to grow up, I caught up some bad friends who smoke and drink and who always in games like playing football and volleyball and cricket. So they became more than God to me. The games became more than church to me. So every Sunday somehow I used to escape and go to the game and go to movie and go drink. I was just born at the age of 16 and 17. I went too far from God. I tell you, my brother and sister, so many times my parents corrected me and they taught me so many things, but I would not obey. I went on doing what I want. And, and they, they began to rebuke me and correct me and use the rod to bring back me to bring me back to the Lord. But no, I would not. I would not. I would not listen. My friends, but when I used to come back in the night, being involved with all this bad company, I used to sleep alone. I would never mix up with my two elder brothers and my parents. I used to be alone. And in the night, I used to have some, some a very strange, fearful, scary experience. I used to see the demons coming and sitting on my chest and choking my neck. And when this happens, I cannot move left or right. I cannot even open my eyes. I can't speak. I was in a des I used to be in a desperate condition of calling somebody to come and help me and rescue me. But no, I, I mean, it's like total pitch darkness all over. And I cannot speak. I cannot see these demons is to choke my neck and stop my breath. And I used to feel like I'm almost going to be dead because I can't breathe. Something used to happen at that moment. And I used to think, that's it, I'm going to die. Deep down in my heart, I used to hear a, a wise calling out, victory, victory in the blood. Of Jesus Christ. Somebody say, Praise the Lord. Victory in the blood of Jesus Christ. 
even though I was not in the Lord. Even though I'm not, I was not praying. Even though I was not coming to church. But God had a plan for my life. He know from end to beginning. We know from beginning to now. Or maybe tomorrow. But he knows from end to the beginning. Amen. My dear brother and sister. That was the second time the devil is, it happened to several years. Not one time or two times. Went on for 45 years. God rescued me each time. In year 97, December 27, I was in the city called Chennai, Madras. And, and I ran away from my home and I do not want to be called Christian. I do not want to be a pastor's son. I was enjoying the life in the world. I thought We have a better things in the world than in the church. Because whenever I see my dad and the ministry, we were living in a one room, a small hut. That's our kitchen, that's our living room, that's our bedroom, that's our TV room. Every room is one room. Everything is one room. And we never used to have our proper food. And my dad used to go for week-long ministry and come back with a small bag of rice and maybe not even 50 cents of offering. I hated to be called as Christian. I don't want to go through these sufferings. And he could not put me into a good school. And that's why I never been to English medium school. But studying in English medium school in India, it's not easy. It's an expensive thing. And therefore, I don't like, I, I, just, I just go with the French. I want to be, I, I, I was trying to go into the movie field, not to become a hero or an actor, but Uh, work something and earn some money and live the well live my life the way I want I thought that the world can give me a much much more than Jesus can give just soon and uh, just within a week I came to know that I cannot do anything in the movie field and I was so disappointed I was walking to the main road, to the highway. I want to commit suicide. I want to die. I can hear the voice. Somebody speaking to me. You have reached to the end of your life. And there is no hope for you. Because the Bible says the wages of sin is death. As I come to the place and there was nobody no friends no my, no my, my family is far away from me and nobody to rescue me do you know my dear friends every day 25000 people in this world are committing suicide 25000 people because they just lost their hope And in 25,000, only 2,000 people are being rescued by the power of God. Somehow somebody will go and just save them. But 23,000 people are dying and going to the eternity hell every day. As I was walking towards that main road, I began to shiver. I began to cry. And I just stood for a moment 
was thinking. I could see a question mark before me. That question made me to think and ask me a question. Why my life was becoming like this? For a moment I went back to my home. Though they were in a small hut. Maybe 400 kilometers far from me where I was at that moment. And we had nothing to be joyful but yet. My parents and my brothers and my sister. All of them were very happy. They were rejoicing in the Lord. I did not have the joy and happiness in my life. And that question came to me. Without my knowledge, I lifted my hands to the skies. And I cried out from my heart and I said, Jesus, forgive me. Jesus, forgive me. That's a single word. A simple prayer. Our smallest prayer that I ever prayed. Nobody, nobody came to me to give the message of salvation. Just a simple prayer. Jesus, forgive me. If only you give me one more chance in my life, I want to live. I want to serve you. I was called hopeless, useless, good, fit for nothing. And uh, my uncles told me that you are not even capable of cleaning cows down. I'm sorry for that. I was rejected. In one stage, my parents and my brothers and my sisters told me, we are ashamed that you are born in this family. So you can imagine where I was. Where I, was. I want to give glory to God. There is no trash bins in the kingdom of God. There is no trash. There is no dust bins in the kingdom of God. If you come to him, he can pick you up from any place where you are. And he can take you from place to place, from strength to strength, and from glory to glory. Somebody said, praise the Lord. God is not looking for the people who are able. But God is looking for the people who are available to him. Tonight, I know we are few people. God can raise up our giants in this house. Hallelujah. God can raise up somebody that, that you can turn the nations up and down with the power of the Holy Spirit. Somebody turn to next, the person next to you and say, get ready. Holy Spirit anointed me. I grew up in a church where they don't worship in the spirit and truth. They don't speak in tongues. Matter of fact, they don't speak about the Holy Spirit. But God picked me up from that place and he taught me directly. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I never heard someone coming to me when I came to the Lord. I never heard someone coming to me and talking to me about the Holy Spirit. 
matter of fact, I never heard someone telling me about the tongues, about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, about the power of God. All we know is that just hear the gospel, get saved and get baptized and come to church and sit in a fields and listen to a good uh, message and put your offering and go to home. Turn with me to Kings. Second Kings chapter 2. I'm going to take you to a journey of a, a detailed study a, in a very simple way. When you come to Second Kings chapter 2, you will see a mighty man of God, Prophet Elijah. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. And you will see this man of God, Elijah and young Elisha. They were on a journey. Verse 1 to 9. We don't have a time to go through the entire passage. But I want to give you a glimpse of this entire passage or maybe the journey that these servants of God have taken in order to see the double portion. Many people in the church, they pray and ask God, God, I need the double portion. Have you ever prayed? I need the double portion. And someone will come and say, Lord, I need a seven folds of your spirit upon my life. And somebody else will come and pray, Lord, I want that fivefold levels of anointing. I'm going to tell you, what is the measure of the anointing of the Holy Spirit which is given to the church in these last days? Are you with me? Somebody say, praise the Lord. I'm, I'm not preaching a Pentecostal doctrine here. And I'm not criticizing somebody, somebody outside who do not believe and move in a spirit. But I'm going to tell you what is written in the Bible. Amen. We are not saved by doctrine. We are saved by grace of God. Amen. And no denomination can save you. We are not belonging to we are not belong to any denomination or abomination. We are belonging to the spirit-filled, anointed word who follows and preaches and lives according to it. Somebody say, Praise the Lord. Now, when you see here in chapter 2, verse 1, and it came to pass when the Lord was about to take up Elijah into heaven by a wild wind, that Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal. Now, in order to receive the double portion, young Elisha have to go with Elijah from Gilgal to Bethel and from Bethel to Jericho and from Jericho to Jordan. You got these four places? Gilgal, Bethel, Jericho and Jordan. Now, the scripture that I have read, it was the time for Elijah to go to be with the Lord. 
about to be taken by the wild wind. The chariots of fire is going to come and take Elijah away from his successor, Elisha. Now, you know, Elisha is a young man. He's a wealthy man. In his days, he had a lot of land. Therefore, he's a very wealthy man. The moment when Elijah came and put his hands on, on the shoulder of Elisha, and said, follow me. And from that day, Elisha followed prophet Elijah. And that's what the Bible says. The Elisha, the son of Shaphat, is pouring water on the hands of the man. That means he was serving Somebody supposed to walk. And now, this mighty man of God, Elijah and Elisha, they have started their journey before the fire of God, before that 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 Elijah can can be taken away from Elisha. They went through these four places. Now the first place they started from Gilgal. What is the meaning of Gilgal? Gilgal means rolled away. When the children of God came to Gilgal, God spoke to Moses and said, you need to circumcise the new generation at this place. Gilgal also spiritually speaking the meaning of the Gilgal is the Gilgal stands for the holiness. Somebody say praise the Lord. Come on say big praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The meaning of Gilgal spiritually means holiness. Now in order for Elijah uh, uh, sorry, Elisha to receive this anointing from Elijah, the first place, the first requirement or a quality that would enable him to receive this anointing, that he need to learn something about holiness of God. Now when Elijah and Elisha came to Gilgal, they learned about the holiness of God. Somebody say praise the Lord. The first place or a first qualification for you and for me to help and to receive this anointing is living a holy life. That's why the Bible says, be holy as I am. Unless we are holy, we cannot see. See? Now church, it's easy for us to worship. It's easy for us to talk about the things of God. But if when you want to see the tangible, the anointing and the power of God moving in your life. This is the first qualification, not the BTH certificate. Not the bachelor's or not the MD degree, not the PhD. But 
us to receive the fire in these last days. God is waiting for people who are sanctified, separated. Amen. Somebody say praise the Lord. When they came to Gilgal, Elijah said to Elijah, stay here. God is telling him to go to Bethel. And then Elijah says, Master, as the Lord lives, so shall your soul lives. I want to come to Bethel. Amen. I want to come to Bethel. Many times, you know, in the church, it is uh, people, I mean, thank God for America, all the comforts you have. But in India, people have to come to church. They really have to walk through some villages and far, some kilometers, five kilometers or ten kilometers you know, from church. And they come to church, they don't have air conditions and all the, uh, some place, no electricity, no fans. They come, they walk, they come. Many times you see, even, given, even when you have all these comforts, people are not ready to come to the house of God. They don't have time. You see this young Elijah. Elijah is hungry for God. He's thirsty for God. And he's uh, the, the man of God, the prophet of God saying, you stay here, I'm going to Bethel. He says, no master, I want to come there. You see the hunger in him. You see the thirsting. That's what David said in Psalm 42. My soul thirsts after the living God. Amen. As the deer panted for the water, a river brooks, my soul longs for the living God. What is the deepest desire of your heart? What is the driving force in your life? Have you been driven away by the things of the world? Have you been driven away by the power of God? This man, young man, want to receive the anointing, the power of the miracles and signs and wonders uh, which are taking place in, through Elijah. He want to see the same anointing. Therefore, he would not stop there at Gilgal. Master, I want to come to Bethel. You know, what is the meaning of Bethel? Bethel means? Somebody speak to me. Beth means house. Yell means God. I love Israel. I can, I'm so blessed when I see one of Israel you know, flag and shofar and lampstand. Just last month I was in Israel. That was my fourth visit. And next, month, next year in the month of April going to be fifth visit. God willing in September going to be sixth visit. Hallelujah. I love Israel. Amen. My first overseas trip it was to Israel. First international flight I flew to Israel. That's the blessing of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I enjoy. I love being in Israel. My friends, Beth El, house of God. There is also spiritually another meaning of Bethel is faithfulness of God. You know, this is the place where God visited Jacob. Amen. And Jacob was running away from his father's place to his mother's uh, uh, place called Haran to the Laban's house. Now, when he 
when he when he traveled the whole through the day and he was so tired, he pulled a rock and he put it, he put it under his head and he was sleeping and he had an encounter from God. There was an open heaven. He saw the angels descending and ascending. He saw the ladder. When was the last time you had a dream from the Lord? We get all sorts of bad dreams every day. Pastor, you know, I, I when I sleep, I see that. I see, I used to see a lot of things. You see, when you are filled with the hunger for God, when your heart is pondering and wandering around the things of God, you will have dreams like this. Jacob's ladder. Hallelujah. You will see open heaven. You will see angels coming. You will see the power of God visiting. When he saw that he was shaken and he, he just got up and he said, he began to cry out to God, this is the gate of heaven. This is house of God. And then he went to God and said, God, you help me. Oh, my journey. You bring me back safely. The place where I put this stone, it's, it, it shall be called Bethel. I'm going to build a house of God for you. Twenty years later, Jacob had forgotten everything what he prayed to the Lord. What he said to the Lord. He forgot him and he didn't go to Bethel. But he went to Shechem and he was living there. And his daughter was raped. And his sons become murderers. And there was no peace in the house. And he was crying out to God and said, God. And one day God comes to him. In Genesis chapter 35. Said, Jacob, get up, rise up from this place and go to Bethel. What I want to say is. Jacob was not faithful, but God was faithful to him. Somebody say, praise the Lord. Many times we are not faithful, but the Lord that I preach, whom I preach, he is a faithful God. I love that song, what a faithful God we have. When I was in Australia in the month of uh, May, and one day I was, uh, I spoke in Melton near uh, Melbourne, uh, among Sudanese scholarship, I was around Three, four hundred people, and he said, the power of God hitting these young people. And he said, powerful signs and wonders. And on the way, I was coming back, and one of the young men from the Sydney's place he was, he was playing the CD, and I heard this song. What a faithful God is. From that day, that has been my ringtone in my phone. <laughs> Somebody say, Praise the Lord. What a faithful God. Today, church. My dear brother and sister, I want to encourage you. Don't look at your past. Don't look back. Don't look at your failures. God is faithful. Hallelujah. He's able to forgive. Come back tonight. In, 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 in Bethel, this young Elijah, Elisha and Elijah, they learned about the faithfulness of God. Now you need to understand something. When you come to church, the first thing you need to learn about the holiness of God. When you learn the holiness of God, Remain faithful in the house of God. Somebody say amen. Remain faithful. You know, many people, they come to church. They come to church and they learn a little bit, little bit, little bit about the word. A little bit about doing some things. And oh, they think oh, we are the most saints in the world. We are the most anointed in the world. And they begin, they begin to act like you know, they, they become the big preachers. They become another ministers in the, in, the, in, the, in the house of God. No, God wants us to be faithful people in the house of God. I tell you the secret. If you remain faithful, 
God will take you to the next place is Jericho. Somebody say praise the Lord. The next place is Jericho. Jericho means, the secular meaning of Jericho is uh, moon God. Moon God. We are not going to worship moon God. We are not going to worship sun God. But we are going to worship a living God. Somebody say praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on church, say hallelujah. Get excited man. Hallelujah. We are worshiping living God. One missionary from America, he went to a nation called Turkey, another turkey chicken. Did you enjoy Turkey on the Thanksgiving Day? I did. This is my first Thanksgiving in America. <laughs> we don't have a Thanksgiving such as in India. We have every festival except Thanksgiving. <laughs> every day we have festival. Because every house has one God. from India, they know well what I'm talking about. He went to Turkey and he wanted to approach this uh, Muslim people. And if he go with the directly gospel, they would not receive, they reject. So, he used to gather people in the, the small towns and they, he used to tell them a stories. So he gathered a few people in one area and he began to tell them a story. Hey guys, I came to your nation. I want to see your beautiful nation. Therefore, I need what? If you go to some place you do not know, that's maybe a historical place, a beautiful, you need a guide to show you, right? You need a guide to take you place to place and explain things. Therefore, you would be able to understand, right? Now, he said, I came to your nation. I want to see your beautiful nation and, and I need a guide. When I was searching for a guide, I saw two guides. One is dead, one is alive. Now you tell me whom I will choose. Everybody shouted and said, oh, a living guide. Then he said, then why are you following dead guide? Many people are following dead guide. I tell you, there is something about Jerusalem. You go to Tomb is empty, my brother. That is the good news. The tomb is empty. I checked every corner and every nook in the tomb that somewhere I can find some leftovers of Jesus or some bone that I can come out and say, Jesus is dead. His bone is here. No, man. It was empty. Somebody say, hallelujah. Jesus is risen. Glory to God. Death has lost his victory. The grave has been denied. Okay, but <laughs> I'm good. Well, now I want you to know how many mystics you have written so far in my preaching. Not that any. Are you writing? No, uh, no, no, I'm not talking about the, the, the note. I'm talking, I'm asking how many mystics that I have made in my speaking. I can walk my down. 
I can do better. I can correct myself. Now you are teachers for me. Well, I'm a preacher here. <laughs> Somebody say praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Jericho, spiritually, Jericho stands for the power of God. Somebody say amen. How many of you like power? You think we have a power, amen? You know, when the power is, electricity is gone. So lots of uh, everything what we what we hear in Texas now is the power electricity, electricity is gone. And it took two two and a half maybe two hours for me to wait for an airport to get to the pastor. It was praying spirit. <laughs> I was asking. I was not praying for the food. Lord, give me water to drink. I don't know. All everybody sees eyes. No shops. No people. Only cars. And the drive. And then the taxi that I was in. There was no water. Lord, I need a water to drink. When you remain faithful in the house of God, God will fill you with His power. When the children of God came to Jericho, they saw these strong fortified walls. They do not. They didn't have AK-47 or nuclear bombs to destroy them. In those days, in the days of Joshua, they were just with maybe sword, or maybe with the. Some horses, maybe some donkeys, but they didn't have these dogs. They didn't have another company that was all masculine. So they didn't have to walk in the world. The Lord spoke to Joshua, and Joshua got around the walls quietly for six days. And on the seventh day, all the children of God go around these walls. Seven times, but on the seventh day, you are not going to be having the, the funeral service. Many people, you know, when you go to church, you feel like whether it is a whether it is a Sunday service or a funeral service. You, know, you sit. They 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 walk straight. They sit straight. They stand up straight. They sing straight. They all you know everything. You know they don't move. They don't shake. They don't jam. They don't dance. They don't shout. They don't. And one pastor said. When they die, I will bury them straight. We don't want to be part of a dead church. We want to be part of a living church. Amen. We cannot be people dead as wood, but we are. We have the power to rejoice and celebrate and worship God. Somebody say praise the Lord. Hallelujah. On the seventh day, Joshua, when you're going to walk around these walls, you're going to shout to the Lord. Hallelujah. You're going to you're going to you're going to shout and, and, and praise him and worship him. I tell you my Bible says praise is the power of heaven. Amen. Praise is the power of heaven. And when you praise on this earth, heaven will come down. Amen. 
you may be thinking what is happening lord i'm singing all through the night i'm dancing i'm i'm playing music i feel like nothing seems to be happening don't worry my friend keep doing it keep praising it keep singing i tell you only one thing i learned when nobody taught me about the holy spirit and nobody told me about anything of this anointing i just began to sing i'm not a singer I don't know what is a tune or a scale or a note or you know you're you're singing in a low pitch or a high pitch I don't know any of those things I release two CDs I preach in four television channels every week no nothing about it I love to worship God you know God is not looking for the people who have talents God do not want to God wants your heart. You just give your heart. That's all. Hallelujah. He can fill in in your heart. All that he wants. I tell you, when they were singing and praising God, the power of God hit these walls and the walls crumbled down. And the walls crashed. Now, when you learn the holiness and you remain faithful in the house of God, Acts 1:8 says and the holy spirit comes upon you you shall receive come on the word power comes from greek in greek it is called dynamis are you with me dynamis what you mean by dynamis in english it is called dynamite now god wants you and me a dynamite Are you with me? Therefore, when you come to the house of God, don't be like a wood as dead. Be like a dynamite. Somebody say praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We don't use dynamites to keep in uh shells, right? We use the dynamites to act to explode amen when you become a, a dynamite the holy spirit explosion will take place somebody say praise the lord hallelujah everybody say lord we need explosion you don't you don't have a dynamite how can you explode the church get this right holiness being faithful and the power of god amen there is a there is a strategic path of going into the presence of god to receive this anointing and when you receive the power lord jesus said you will be my witness jordan stands for the witness river jordan stands for the witness i tell you from the scriptures and joshua came to river jordan he did not know what to do because there was no moses to divide the red sea like he did by praying and trusting god joshua was praying and god said to god spoke to joshua and said joshua ask the the the, the priest to carry the ark of the covenant on the shoulders amen 
and touched the water of Jordan with their feet. Now there's a secret. Every time you encounter problem in your life, every time you face a challenge in your life, have the Ark of the Covenant on your shoulder. That means, cast away your cares from your heart to under your feet. Put your problem under your feet and take the presence of God and carry and he will do the rest. Hallelujah. Many times Christians are like hunchback people. Oh pastor, I'm so much burdened. I'm tired. I can't walk. You know, you know pastor. You know what I mean. Many Christians are so tired because they have a bunch of burden on their back. God said, cast all your cares on me. And we do the favor to God. God, you, you will be too tired to carry my loads. I, I better carry myself. So God says, Joshua, put, let, let, let the priest touch the water of Jordan with their feet and let them carry the Ark of the Covenant on the shoulders. What happened? The Jordan was divided. And God said to Joshua, Joshua, pick up the 12 stones from the river Jordan. 12 stones representing the 12 tribes of Israel. And he said, place it after you cross this river Jordan. But these 12 stones will be a testimony for the generations to come. Somebody say praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, when you receive the power, Jesus said, you will be my witness in Jerusalem and in Judea, in Samaria, and at the most parts of the world. Now for you to be a witness, for you become to, for you to be uh, to become a witness of God, you need to go through this way, Amen. This path of coming to a place where you can receive the power of God. Somebody say, "Praise the Lord!" I tell you, this is happened in the days of Elijah and Elisha, when they when they crossed River Jordan, and Elijah turned to Elisha and said, "Elisha, what do you want?" If if Pastor Scott ask you after a couple of years who are faithful in serving in the house of God. Yes, the Lord is calling me elsewhere. I'm going to give this ministry to you. I'm just telling example. Don't take it serious, okay? <laughs> I'm going to leave this ministry to you and God is telling me go to India or China. I'm going to go there. You better so. And what do you want? You know, the assistant pastor will say, you know, pastor, I've been so faithful in this church. I serve God with you. And in, the, in all of my years, I, 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 I genuinely, I gave myself to God's work. And now you're, you're leaving me and going. You better give me the church account to me. You better put some money into my bank. You better give me one car, one house. And you, you, you put some insurance and all the stuff so that I will be able to, you know, you know continue this ministry. Did Elijah ask that? Just read one word. And so it was when they had crossed over that Elijah said to Elijah verse 9. Ask, what may I do for you before I am taken away from you? Elisha said, please, let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. Now my brother and sister, what is the deepest cry of your heart in this days? If God comes here tonight and, and just speaks to you, and even now, maybe the Spirit of God asks you, what do you want? What do you want? Would you say, Lord, I'm seeking for a job. 
I need to see a, a, a breakthrough, Lord, in my job. Would you say, Lord, I do not know which direction to go? God, give me a direction. Or you may say, Lord, I do not have a car. I need a car. No. Or you may say, Lord, I'm just so confused, Lord, uh, to make a decision in my life. I don't know whether she is the will of God or not. You know, people come to pass and always, Lord, Pastor, can you pray that I'm thinking about a marriage, I'm thinking about I'm dating, I'm talking, and all that. I don't know the will of God. And forget all of these. If you seek his kingdom and his righteousness, all other things will come to come after you. You don't need to go after these things. You don't need to seek these things. Now Elijah to ask Elisha, what do you want? And the answer comes from Elisha. Please let a double portion of your spirit be upon you. Now, double portion anointing was sufficient for the days of Elijah and Elisha. So now we cannot ask a double portion. Now I need to quickly rush. We are, uh, I don't know what's what or what's the time, you know, the closing time. But I'm going to go to go very quickly. I'm going to tell you another five levels. I'm not going to take that much of time. And there is a seven levels. We have just looked at double portion. Five folds, seven folds. Uh, two levels, five levels, and seven levels. Now, my dear brothers and sisters, in the days of David, we see in the word of God that he had uh, five levels of the anointing. Number one, he had anointing to kill a bear. Second level, he had anointing to kill a lion. And third level, he had anointing to kill Goliath. And the fourth level, he had anointing to rule Judea. And fifth level, he had anointing to rule the entire nation. So, from the David time till the prophets, like Isaiah, like Jeremiah, like Daniel, Ezekiel, they had these five levels of the anointing. Quickly turn to your Bible to Ezekiel 47. Come on. Next time when you come to the house of God, everyone must have the word. I know now you have everyone, everyone have a, a Bible in their phones and iPads. So you don't carry Bible anymore. Ezekiel 47. Are you with me? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I want to quickly show you from this chapter five levels of the anointing. Do you have a King James here or NIV? Any other translation you have? Pastor, what do you have? Can you read verse one, Pastor? Amen. 
In any other translation, please. I have a King James. Any other translation you have? Yep. Yanagi. Yanagi. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, this is what I want. A man, the Spirit of God brought Prophet Ezekiel into the a temple, into the house of God. When he came to the house of God, he saw something. What is that? He saw a water. Now church, I want you to know water and the wind and the fire and the oil. These things are representing the anointing and the Holy Spirit of God. Now when Ezekiel came to the house of God, he saw a water. I'm going to give you a five levels of the anointing. The Spirit of God wants to take him, take him through these levels and bring him into the place where he can have more and enough. But he said, I could not. I, I will tell you at the end. Now, as just, as just sister Joyce read, the NIV translation says, when I saw, now, Pastor Scott is being here, serving God, preaching the gospel, preaching the word. And many of you coming week after week, week after week. And there are sometimes, you have seen a, such a powerful move of God. Have you ever witnessed? The flow of the Spirit of God. The touch of God. You see, everyone who comes to the church would not experience. What I mean to say, all of you cannot experience the power of God in one day. Now, today my brother might have the visitation. What others would do, they just, wow, he's having a visitation from God. Ah, oh, wow. He's been just consumed by the fire of God today. I just, wow. You know, what are you doing? Come on, you're right. You're watching. There are more people watch than catch. There are more people come to church to watch than to catch the fire. I, I ask people wherever I go, are you want to be a watcher or a catcher? Come on. Are you want to be watching a person who just watches? Wow, that's awesome. That's great. Let me tell you an example. Back in India, we, the pastor is having a, is a, a denomination organization pastoral monthly meeting and they have all through the day, they have a prayer and the evening pastor, the leader will give them a financial support and pray and send them back. Now almost a hundred pastors, most of them from religious. The pastor, the leader of the organization is on fire. But the pastors who are in the organization are not on the fire. So pastor God is, uh, you know, uh, message, everything is prepared and he wanted to see that everybody receives the fire of God, anointing of God on that day. So he decided that he would not close the meeting without everyone experiences the touch of God. So he began to preach and he began to save you know, pastors and leaders. 
These are the last days. You must be on fire. You must receive the fire of God, the anointing of God. And most of them were like, you know, they, 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 they are serious. And they received the word. And they began to pray, 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 pray. And then everybody, everybody began to experience the move of the Holy Spirit. And there were some miracles and powerful testimonies. So the leader was excited to see the move of God. And then at the end, some of the pastors are coming up and testifying and, and, do, and giving glory to God. And all went unwell. And at the end, one pastor came up and he said, I am so blessed today. I saw the power of God. My goodness, I tell you, you people have shaken so much. You people have, wow. I wish that one day it will happen to me. When he said that one day it will happen to me, the leader got <laughs> mad and, hey, come on, man, start music. He called the sanger, start singing. And we don't have this kind of thing. We have a drum, just beat, dun, 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 dun. They start playing the start beating the drum man and he called the pastor start singing until this man receives the anointing today we will not close the meeting it was already five o'clock the six o'clock these people have to go to the bus station otherwise they will not get the bus through the night they have to be in the bus station oh my god every man pastor god oh my god that's it we are got fixed up today we are fixed up here and uh, this man was testifying he stood there and they, everybody began to clap and sing and worship. And pastor, the leader somehow wanted to see this man under the power of God. The moment they began to sing, pastor began to sing and put his hand, uh, hand on his head. You know what happened this man? He fell and began to scream and speak in tongues in a moment. In a moment. Don't say amen. It is not true. <laughs> He began to act as if he is a more powerful anointer than everybody we have been giving testimonies through the day. You know what happened? <laughs> it's very, it's very funny, funny <laughs> example. The moment this leader put his, head, uh, his uh, hand on his head, he began to manifest and scream and, and shake and clap hands and began to speak in tongues. And that's when the leader said, yes, see, even he received. Now it is done. Let's finish the meeting. He prayed and he finished. He gave the financial support and he sent them out. When the pastors came to bus station out of the church, I said, what happened to you? How come whole through the day you didn't have a move? In a moment, you just got it like that. Otherwise, what? He's not going to leave me. I'm going to stay in the bus station whole through the night. Who wants? That's why I just acted. He was watching the power of God, but he was not catching the power of God. Now, prophet Ezekiel, when he was brought by the Spirit of God into the temple, he saw waters. There is anointing in the house of God. I saw that when Pastor Scott I was worshipping, I saw the power of God. Move of God in this place. But how many of you really experiencing that? How many of you are receiving that anointing? I tell you, my brother and sister, do not be watcher, but catcher of the fire of God. And verse 2. The second level, the first level is a watching level. 
people just come to church to watch but they don't receive they don't catch the second level quickly verse three sorry verse two uh, he brought me out by way of the north gate and led me around on the outside to outer gateway that faces east and there was a water running out on the right side and are you with me did i read uh yeah i'm sorry it's it's verse three yep he bought me out by way of the north gate and led me around on the outside to the outer gateway that faces east and there was a water running out i'm reading second i'm sorry verse three and when the man went out to the east with the line in his hand he measured 1000 cubits and he brought me through the waters there was the water came up to my now the second level is ankle deep what is the meaning of this ankle deep deep is representing the group of people who experience a one touch from God. They just live whole through the life of talking about one touch. You know that day 25 years ago when that evangelist came he laid hands on me the fire of God went through my head to toy. I was moved. I began to speak in for the rest of their life they will be talking about that you will receive the holy spirit one time but the refilling of your spirit through the anointing is every day it's a daily process you would not have a mcdonald's one day and say wow i am satisfied the rest of my life i would never go to mcdonald's again would you say that Hungry jogs or starbound. You will go again and again and again. Why? Because you are hungry. And in the same way, you cannot live with a one day experience. I want to have a people, a group of people who will, who will have a daily experience with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Daily. Every day. You feed your physical belly three days, three, three times a day. Somebody five times. Somebody seven times. They are so anointed. Keep eating. They don't have a timing. Anytime you wake up, give me food. I'm ready to eat. But what about your spirit? Don't live in the ankle tape. Don't live in a shallow experience. Now, Let's move quickly. And the word says, the third level is a knee deep. Now read verse 4. Again, he measured 1,000 and brought me through the waters. The water came up to my knees. Now what is it? What is this representing for? The knee deep. You know, knee always sounds spiritual. We kneel down and pray. Amen. 
we bring our words before the Lord, kneeling down. We cry out to God on our knees. Wow, that's awesome. That's powerful. But at the same time, there is something dangerous about this level, this third level. When you come to this third level, you will become so self-centered, a selfish child of God, that you are praying, but you are praying for yourself every day. You don't think about others. You don't think about your neighbors. You don't think about the need in the church. You don't think about evangelizing, evangelizing people. You don't think about sharing the gospel. You don't think about the homeless. You don't think about the drug addicts. You have the anointing. You are not in the place of watching, but you are in, you are already caught something. You already, you know, you are catching the power of God. You came through watching level to the knee, ankle from ankle to knee. It's good, but never be carried away by your own needs. You pray hours together. You pray for yourself. You pray for your husband. You pray for your wife. You pray for your children. You pray for your grandchildren. You pray for the house. You pray for everything what you want. But have you ever come to the presence of God and said, Lord, what do you want me to do? What is your plan for me? How can I fulfill your call upon my life? Now the fourth level is, again, verse 4. He measured 1,000 and brought me through. He, uh, uh, the water came up to my. That is the fourth level. Now you see, this is, this is 100% dangerous level. You know why? This man of God was in the water. Water came up to the waist. That means half in the water, half The people, when they come to you know a certain level, you become a, a, a kind of an easy person. Now, if you know about the anointing, you know about the power of God, you know about the anointing, you also know how to manipulate. How to, you know, make things. You, you become a, a spiritual little grown, you're grown up, and you can, you can even say, oh, God can understand. God knows. He forgives. I'm not a judgmental preacher. But at the same time, you see, 50% was in, in, in the water, but the 50% of the body in the world. It can be in the church. You can be involved in doing many things for God. At the same time, you will also be leading a life that, dis, that brings reproach to God. Including me, I'm talking to all of us. Now, church, this is so dangerous. When you are become somewhat somebody in the church, somebody in the ministry. Be careful. We need to be careful. We will be carried away by things. 50% in the water. 50% above the water. That means you can be in the house of God. You can be serving God. And also you can be serving the world and your flesh. This is a dangerous place. 
That's why God said it to the prophet. Verse 5. Again, he measured 1,000 and, and it was a river that I could not cross for the water was too deep. Water in which one must swim. A river that could not be crossed. The fifth level is, is the level that God wants to take Ezekiel to deep into the water so that water would run above him. He could not stand in the water because that's the place he cannot stand. He has to swim. Now, I tell you, he says in the beginning itself, and it was a river that I could not cross. Then we see the anointing of the fifth level, level that God wants to take him above the fifth level. But uh, prophet uh, Ezekiel is saying, I could not cross. Now don't stop there when God wants to take you to the experience of what David said, my cup runneth over. You cannot, you cannot, you cannot control the anointing. You cannot say, God, give me only this much. I cannot take it more. No. God wants you to take you. God wants to take you to a level of a deeper experience where you will totally immerse, drawn in the presence of God so that the presence of God, so that the anointing of God can flow above you. Somebody say praise the Lord. One day one pastor went to Bank, I love this man of God. Last year when I came to first time in all my life, first time I came to the United States, it was to meet, it was to be in the CFAN headquarters in Orlando. And that's when I met a dear man of God, Evangelist Anthony. And that's the connection brought me here. Glory to God. Somebody say praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Somebody say, praise the Lord. Thank God for Anthony. Thank God for Pastor Scott. I praise you. I praise you, Lord. I thank you for this divine connection. And I came. Seven days we were there in the school of evangelism. Man, I tell you, I love this man because he preaches with a fire. Amen. He's a man of fire. Glory to God. And, and he was telling one example. And one of his friends came to him, to Reinhard Boink, and asked, Reinhard, you and I have started our ministry almost the same time. How come the Lord is using you for millions of souls have come to the kingdom of God through you? And me, just 250 people. What is the difference? You are saving millions. I am just with the 250 people. Reinhard Bonke turned to this friend and said, Friend, I would like to give you an example. I want to drink a hot coffee. And I go to the kitchen and I saw two, uh, two stove. One is burning and one is not burning. Now, which one, I, which one I choose to make a hot coffee? Come on. Which one you choose? The burning one or the other one? The burning one. As this man of God, Reinhard Bonke, told him, as he asked him, which one you choose? The friend said, Reynard, I will choose the star which is burning. My friend, it's the same with God. If you're burning in your spirit for God, He will use you. If your spirit is not burning for Him, if there is no fire in your bones, if there is no hungry, 
if there is no passion, if there is no zeal. Lastly, thirdly, and finally, quickly, Jesus had seven levels of the anointing to fulfill his mission on this year. Now, when you see in the Revelation chapter 1 and verse uh, chapter 1 and chapter 2, 3, 4, 5, Apostle John is talking about the seven spirits of God. Who are the seven spirits of God? Who are the seven spirits of God? Are the angels? Sheriffims or cherubims? Who are these? Now, number seven, I'm not talking about numerology here. I'm talking about the things of God. The most used number in the Bible is seven. Seven stands for perfection. It's a complete number. Seven stands for the uh, celebration, jubilation. It's a perfect number. Now, the Holy Spirit stands for the perfection. Holy Spirit is not 25% or 50%, but is pardon me, sister. 100%. Now, Jesus, turn with me, Isaiah 11. Quickly, Isaiah 11, verse 2. Powerful testimonies of the power of God, and then we go to pray. Thank you, Jesus. Isaiah 11, verse 2. Somebody say, Praise the Lord! Hallelujah! Glory to God! Come on, somebody, can you read, read it for me? No, sister, Isaiah 11. Isaiah 11, verse 2. This passage, this scripture is talking about Jesus. They shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The Spirit of the Lord. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. The, the first level. The Spirit of the Lord. Jesus said in a, uh, the, uh, the, the Isaiah prophesied about Jesus. And Jesus came to synagogue and said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me to preach the good news, good tidings. Amen. And the second level is the spirit of wisdom. And the third level is the spirit of understanding. And the fourth is the spirit of counsel. Fifth is the spirit of might. And sixth is the spirit of knowledge. 
The seventh is the spirit and the fear of God. You see the seven levels? Or in other words, seven spirits. It's nothing but Holy Spirit. Amen? It's nothing but Holy Spirit. Now, church, here is the key. I know I have a key here. But I'm giving you a key to unlock your spiritual destiny this year. Your destiny for God. Now many people come to church and they, they, they ask, Pastor, pray for my child, pray for my daughter. They need to have a wisdom from God. They need to have a knowledge from God. They need to have a anointing. All that is good. Now I tell you, when you receive Holy Spirit, you will receive the sevenfold anointing in your life. Amen? Holy Spirit is not just given to speak in tongues. Holy Spirit is not, not just given to, to shake a little bit, to jump a little bit. No. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you shall receive power. You know, what do you mean by power? Who will be in the place of power? I'm talking secularly. The most talented people. Most qualified. They should have some skills in them that will bring them into the position. Now, in spiritually, in the spirit kingdom, if you have this visitation from God and receive that power, you know, the Holy Spirit means not just clapping or not just worshiping and shaking a little bit and speaking. No, don't think. Holy Spirit is much more than just talking in tongues, speaking in tongues. Much more than just shaking a little bit. Holy Spirit is, is, is about when the power of God comes upon you, you will be my witness. That means you will be preaching the gospel. It's not about just pastor's job. It's not about just evangelist job. It's it's job of every person who receives the Holy Spirit. He should go on to the streets. He should go to the cities. He should go to the towns and cities and villages and to the nations to preach the gospel. And that's why Jesus, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Not to just to shake a little bit, not to just to prophesy, or not to just, uh, you know, uh, 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 speak in tongues. Many people shake a lot in the church, but when they go out, they're just like a dead people. They don't do anything for God. Church is another place for saints. Church is another museum of saints. Church is a hospital for the sinners. Many times, if some uh, 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 people, uh, homeless people comes or some drug addicts comes and sits here, you feel so uncomfortable. You know why? You know that he's a drug addict. He's homeless. He may be smelling bad. The environment is changed. You don't feel like the way you felt the last Sunday. Because somebody else is here who is not in the same spirit. You act super spiritual and you don't love these people. The Spirit of God, the anointing of God is given to us to love everyone, to preach the gospel to everyone. Somebody say praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And the second thing is spirit of wisdom. Now when you go to uh, the schools and colleges, 
the books in this world will give you knowledge. Wisdom comes from the Lord. That's why the Bible says the, the fear of the Lord, the, the, the fear of the Lord is a beginning. Wisdom. Solomon didn't ask for the knowledge. Solomon asked for the wisdom. Now you know, you are maybe most qualified people and a most unqualified person preaching to you. But I want you to know that with this wisdom, that this teaching, of this revelation, of this, this message, I have not prepared in, in a Bible seminary. I have prepared in the presence of God. It's the wisdom. We have too much of knowledge. That's why America is advancing in technology. But America is going backwards in spirituality. We have knowledge, but we don't have a wisdom. What do you mean by the fear of God? Fear of God is loving God and shunning the evil. Hating evil. But today, people here, they love evil and they hate God. That's why they remove word God from everywhere. Prayers in the schools have been stopped in this nation. And one day, I, I don't prophesy. I hope and pray they would not take word of God from the currency, from the dollar. There are so many changes are taking place. As a church, as a children of God, this is emergency hour. We can't understand, Lord, we got to pray for the wisdom from God for this nation. For the leaders. When you receive the Holy Spirit of God, don't, don't just think it's about gifts. It's about just, uh, you know, one, one of the gifts if you receive. Don't just in, stay there. You got to have the wisdom from God. And then from after wisdom, it's a spirit of understanding. How many of you have this anointing? Do you understand the person next to you? What is he going to do? you understand your neighbor? Have you ever taken a time to go to somebody who understands their situation? We talk a lot about the mountain. We talk a lot about spirit-filled life. But do you know anointing is not all about, all about what you think or what you're experiencing? No, there's much more. Spirit of understanding. Now I tell you the spirit of Jesus had the spirit to preach the gospel. The spirit of wisdom. John 4, 16 to 18. If you see in the life of Jesus, he had ministered to the Samaritan woman. When she came, he said, go and bring your husband. He said, no, I'm not married. Woman, you said the right thing. But we have five husbands. How he came to know? That's the spirit of wisdom. That's the spirit of wisdom. Now come to the spirit of understanding. John 2, 24 to 25. The Bible says, He knows everything. He knows in and out. Nothing is hidden to Him. He knows everything. He knows you when you're in the church. He knows you when you are in the pub. He has seen whether the cowboys playing uh, 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 a game uh, in the indoor stadium or an open stadium, God can still watch. God can still watch the game. And He knows everything. There's nothing is 
hidden because he has the anointing of the spirit of knowledge and and then spirit of counsel now many people just come to the church and ask the pastors to pray lord pastor can you pray i need a counsel from god many people go to the counselors and pay so much money to have some 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 counsel from them. you don't need to spend your money on these counselors you come to the counselor holy spirit of god somebody say praise the lord hallelujah he will give you best counsel amen no phd person can give you a counsel the holy spirit gives and the esther came to the palace of uh, uh, citadel of shushan do you know that esther was found favored in the sight of the holy spirit first then she was able to find the favor in the sight of king ashurosh Pat, you must say pastor where did you get this revelation is there in the bible when she was brought into the palace and there was a eunuch his name is hege hege has given her in charge of all these young girls who have come to prepare themselves to before to to go before king so that if they found favor in the sight of the king they will become a queen amen now who is this hege the bible says is is a eunuch that means he is not male or female now understand holy spirit is upon all amen holy spirit is is his pouring out his spirit upon all now hege in this context he represents the holy spirit now all other young girls they were they were going to him and demanding everything give me this lipstick give me that perfume give me that face pack give me this dress give me this shoes you know all sorts of list they are presenting to hege but to esther hege said i know what to give you when it came to esther she did not ask she took the counsel of hege Hege is representing the Holy Spirit of God. Esther took the counsel from the Holy Spirit. That's why she was able to find favor in the sight of the king. Somebody say praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Your your efforts. Your efforts cannot take you higher. But if you come to the Holy Spirit of God and say Holy Spirit, I need a counsel from you. I need a wisdom from you. I need a knowledge from you. I need an understanding from you. you with me just don't think is anointing all about is clapping or dancing or just uh, speaking in tongues it's much more than that now come to the the the, the fifth level is the spirit of might jesus had this and and that's why he was able to raise raise the lazarus he was able to heal the sick he was able to uh, calm the storm and, and he was able to walk on the water he had this anointing the spirit of might Now church if we receive this anointing God can turn the nations ups and down with you and with me and and in the sixth level is the spirit of knowledge somebody say praise the lord John chapter John uh, chapter 1 verse 48 God Jesus for for saw the Philip standing under under the tree and when philip came he just said everything because he had a spirit of knowledge a spirit of discernment you need to discern things 
Somebody say praise the Lord. And the and the sixth and the and the seventh level is the spirit of the fear of the Lord. This is where I want to focus a little bit. My friends, we have everything except the spirit of the fear of God. You see, what is the difference between Islam and Buddhism and Christianity? I would not say Christianity is a religion. Christ has come to this world not to form a religion, but to show the way of life. Now, now what is the difference between these people and, and, the, and the children of God? Now, Hindus have a religion. They do have a god, a goddesses. They do go to temples. They do worship idols. And, and Muslims go for a day five times, they go to mosque and pray. And we come to church maybe weekly once or twice. What is the difference? Now for the child of God and, and to the child of this world, the difference is the fear of God. Now Hindu go to temple. He does also worship. He does also puts offering. But he goes out and he commits all sorts of sin. Now as a child of God, you come to house of God, you worship God, you give your time. You go out, you live according to the world. That is the difference. The people in the world, they are religious, but they don't have a fear of God. That we are the children, children of God, as a child of God. Yeah, whether you are religious or not, God is not going to see that. But if you have a fear of God in us, if you have a fear of God in us, that's it. Somebody say, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. My friend, now I started with the holiness and I'm ending with holiness. It is so important. It's not that how many hours you pray. It's not that how you preach. It's not important how you sing and what you do. But it is so important whether we have a spirit of spirit of the fear of God in our lives. If we have this anointing, we will hate sin. We will love Jesus. You know who you are. Not in church. Not in the public. But when you are alone. When you are alone. You know who you are. I know who I am. And nobody is watching you. When the lights are off. You know who you are. My friends. God will remind us. Something very powerful. Just don't come to church. And say Lord. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Fill me with the Don't just come simply try to show no. Now let us examine ourselves where we are in these levels. Now before I close, John 3. Can you open the Bible? John 3 verse 34. Can you read it for me? Now, what a moment. Before you read, have I told you about two levels, five levels, and seven levels? Now, which one you want? You choose to satisfy yourself with a double portion? Or do you choose to be satisfied with a five levels, five fold spirit, a seven fold spirit? Come on. How much of you? Oh. I do not want I do not want any of them. I want more. I want more than 
have a good news for you. Do you know that Jesus has promised us spirit without measure? Jesus said, you will do greater things than when Jesus had these seven levels and he could you know, Jesus never had an office he never traveled more than 200 miles from the place he was born he never owned his own house he never went to university he never had any theological degree he he He's not a great man, something like the President of the United States to impact the nations. Nothing. But even today, every minute, 350 Bibles are being sold. Even today, even today, people are willing to die for Jesus. Do you know why? The French Emperor uh, uh, Bonaparte uh, which is named Napoleon. 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 He said, I know I have seen men, but I cannot compare any man with Jesus. Do you know why he said that? I have seen Nero, I have seen Alexander, I have seen many rulers. In front of their own eyes, before even they died, their kingdoms vanished. But how come this man died at the age of 33, his kingdom is still existing? How come his kingdom is still being populated everywhere? Atheists are becoming atheists. Why? Because you know, the most people you know, in the world who read the Bible, you know, it's not Christians, it's scientists. People who read the Bible most in the world are scientists and atheists. They read it because they want to find something that there is wrong, but they cannot find. Darwin died and gone. I tell you, he repented before he died. I read a book from a scientist from, from, uh, from England talking about Darwin's entire life. Many people think the Lady of Hope been there and prayed for him and led him into the salvation. No. There was an evangelist who was preaching the gospel in his house. And they have evidences. They have got all the evidences that there was a funds transferred from Darwin's account to the missionary group in America. Preach the gospel. It happened at the end of his life. He repented for the... You know what he said in his words? Listen carefully, this is so powerful. He said, in my, young, in my youth, in my immature thoughts, I wrote something which I really do not know. But I never thought that this philosophy will go as a wildfire. Do you know, devil needs something which is apart from truth. Devil needs something which is not true. So that he can take it as a tool and, 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 and cover it up the truth. And this is what devil did. Devil was waiting for this theory, evolution. And that's it. And Darwin gave. He said, I wish that I can take this evolution theory back 
and say this is wrong, that it is too late. In church, Jesus, you need to be. You call upon his name. When you call upon his name, healings are taking place. Demons are we see a lot of demons in India. I don't even know. You can go and worship. See, I will show you maybe after the service in my iPad. People, when we worship, people just manifest and tremble. And, and Pastor Anthony witnessed some of those. When they manifest like a snake, they will play. We don't have a, some magic power. We don't have an extra uh, 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 strength to do those stuff. No. When you say Jesus, demons will tremble. Hallelujah. Can you stand up and, 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 and lift up your hands and close your eyes and cry out to God, God, I need the full measure of the anointing. God, I need a full measure. Hallelujah. Full measure. Hallelujah. God has not given us a spirit he has not given, given, given us a spirit with measure. He has given us a spirit without measure. Somebody say, Lord, I want the spirit without measure, oh God. I want uh, my cup uh, to be filled. Hallelujah. I, I want my cup uh, to overflow. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Everybody open your mouth. Everyone. Everyone. I want everyone to cry out to God. I want everyone to experience uh, the power of God. Oh, thank Thank you, Jesus. No, no double portion. No five levels. No five folds. Not seven folds. But full measure. Full measure to shake the nations. If you have that anointing, you will not remain silent. You will not be quiet. You will go to highways and byways. You will go to the streets. You will go to the drug addicts. You will go to the homeless. You will go to the streets. And you will bring people to the church. If only you do this, your church, your church will not be the same. You will see people pouring out. You will grow from strength to strength. You will grow in number. Soon and very soon. You will see revival. You will see revival. Come on church. Come on. Cry out to God.